I have no idea, but we're we're technically are live. Uh, make sure with um, if everything is good, because I can't change the image on here. There's an ad going right now. I blame Andrew. <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh my God. <laughs> Twitch oh, shows you offline for me. Hmm. It's, sh it's showing. It's showing an ad right now, so. All right, yeah, I just see a black screen. Oh, oh no, no, we're in. Cool. All right. Um, if anybody has the actual Twitch channel, um, like, website up, if they can actually change the information, because from here I can't change it. I don't have access to it. Had I known, I would have logged in. Can we change it later? Uh, yeah, we can change it later. It's not really big. Yeah, it just shows episode three, okay. or episode two instead of three. All right. Uh, well, they, they'll know. People will know, and that, if anything, we'll just change it in post production. <laughs> well, we we can start whenever, but the notification just went out. Okay. All right, Jonathan. Uh, whenever you're boy. ready. Okay, all right, I have to do the thing, right? What did I say? Something, something. Okay, I'm gonna do the thing. I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do the thing. Do it up. How does it go again? Welcome to Babylon Games. <laughs> uh, this is the Babelcast. Uh, we are and will Babylon. Uh, this week, uh, we have a whole list of things we're going to be talking about. We've got the Nintendo uh, a, a court uh, a case uh, against the ROMs website. We've got the 2K leak and the cross-gen with Sony. Uh, and I will be talking about a particular Nintendo game uh, that had a survey sent out about it. And uh, Wolf, uh, joining the first edition of Babylon Games, will be... Uh, I think explaining Ark to us, because uh, I don't think anybody else here has played it, but we'll find out. Uh, so let's just jump into it. Yes. Uh, that was my Philip DeFranco right there. Uh, first up, uh, let's see. Does anybody want to volunteer to go first? Yeah, I can't. I can't. I can't. If Johnny's got my uh, my sweet little graphic. Oh God, it's like school all over again. We're being it's just like, yeah, it's not like school all over again. Listen. <laughs> You weren't yeah, here. No last... way for hands. Just pick one. You weren't here last week when I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be a teacher." So PowerPoint slides. You guys are gonna you're gonna learn to love them. Oh, I did see that. I was in the chat for that. I yeah. So that if John if Johnny will pull up uh, the present the presentations you know image uh, of what gonna... you never sent me nothing. Dude, yeah, it's, it's 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 in the pre it's in the show prep. Oh, so the, we'll go ahead and all right. Yeah. Well, since Pat seems to have performance issues. I will. Uh, I'll step up to the plate on this one for a minute. I'm the one with the issues. <laughs> oh, budge me. Okay. Yeah, Chris. We'll let Chris go go first while Johnny gets set up. All right. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So, uh, PlayStation this week announced that they're going to spend about the next three years developing software for uh, the PS4 and PS5 simultaneously and making it cross-platform and cross-compatible in that fashion. Now, this 
I can't say it was an entirely surprising bit of news to come out, especially after uh, them kind of taking that first step with the Final Fantasy VII Remake, even including cross-generation uh, compatibility, where if you'd bought it on the 4, you would not only get it on the 5, you would get the extra content that comes with Integrate. But the uh, the interesting part of that was when they announced that it was going to be predicted to go across the next three years. So, as soon as the uh, the boys will calm down, I anyway. So it's supposed to last for the next about three years, and now that has some interesting ramifications, including limiting the scope of a lot of the PS5 games that are going to be coming out for the next couple of years. So we're looking at basically the the longer hallways, the long notoriously Mass Effect elevators and things like that to cover up actual loading screens between the PS4 and the PS5 for a little while. You won't have to deal with it so much in the PS5, but it will exist there just to have that cross-compatibility between the 4 and the 5. And I'm so sorry. Just mute it, man. Just mute it. Yeah, go ahead, go, go ahead and go for the mute. I, I've got some things to say about it. Uh, so, I don't know. I, I saw, as y'all know, I'm on the, the, the Twitter sphere, and I, I saw a good chunk of people that were um, upset, I guess is a, the right word for it, that uh, some of these games uh, that, are, that are coming down the pipeline are going to not only be available for the PS5, but also for the PS4. They're upset. That is not a, that they are not PS5 exclusives. I, for one, I I don't care. I, I really don't. Um, I, look, the, the PS4 is a large user base, and there are a lot of people who have not been able to get a PS5 yet. So, eh, so what? I mean, whether or not the PS4s are going to be able to handle it, uh, that's a, that's another question. Um, Personally, I don't think it'll be too big of an issue. I really don't get, you know, it, I don't know. It's not a big deal to me. I do not care. Uh, I know some people look at it like, you know, well, there's very little reason to buy a PS5 right now. Yeah, I mean, the flip side of that is there's very little. I mean, if you're getting into console war conversation, there's very little reason to buy an Xbox right now. Um, nope. Either, you know, either console hasn't provided a. Um, uh, concrete reason to purchase it other than it's the new shiny thing. Now, um, my reason is I wanted it, so I got a PS5. Uh, and uh, again, I, I I just, I don't know. I think the argument I cited was uh, uh, Zelda, uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, you know, it sold, I think it was around like 4 million copies on the Wii U, and it sold around like 20 million copies on the Switch, so who cares? Like, really? Like, we're, we're going to get the next-gen stuff. Just, just, it's coming. I don't know. That's where I stand on it. Anybody else? Well, as long as as long as people can't find these things in stores, like myself, um, I'm going to be okay with the fact that they're going to be still. Ma- Listen, I want I want Horizon Zero Dawn, or Horizon Forbidden West so bad. I know. Like, it's the only PlayStation exclusive coming out anytime soon. Where I'm just I'm I'm super stoked for it. And the fa- I didn't even know it was coming to PS4 until they did the the trailer for it. And I was like, oh, now I don't have to worry about a PS5. 
for years. Like as, as, as long right. as I can hold out on anything else, you know, that one game that I absolutely had to have is going to be available to me even on PS4. And right. now I'm not going to lie. Mass Effect uh, Legendary Edition on Xbox Series X is 4K at 60 frames. I'd love to play that, but I got a 1X. So, you know, this is what right. this is to be expected, though. You consoles are not going to abandon their their player base, the install base of what what's PS4 up to? It's over 100 million, right? Yeah, it's it's pretty high up there somewhere. So, like, you're not going to be like. Ah, I'm, well, not gonna, this... I'm not gonna make games for you guys you scrubs go get a ps5 oh wait you can't find one like that doesn't make any sense yeah this topic in particular goes back to last week's show where we were looking at chip shortages for everything and i don't think it's just a good business decision to have this uh cross-generation compatibility but it's just the right move even if you're looking at it strictly from a pr standpoint i mean it's been kind of an unspoken rule for a while that there's there's been some some cross-generation uh content between different different consoles and the same games and series but this year we actually have it with the sort of formalized we're going to have this compatibility across the two generations even when you buy an iteration on the previous console that's not entirely new but fairly new to be a standard and having that option on the table, I think, uh, is is a very good move for them to kind of separate themselves and make it clear that they're not just abandoning the folks who can't buy a PS5 just yet because of all these chip shortages and everything that we've been dealing with. Nobody can find a PS5, like you said. Wolves, you want to wait? Yeah, I mean, the only the only drawback I could see to that is like. If you look at the Destiny 2, I believe it was, they supported, I think, PlayStation 4. Was it? Might have no. been, it might have been Destiny hey. 1 that was the last, you're talking yeah, about the was, last gen? Yeah, it was Destiny yeah. 1 that was holding back, um, back when it came to the PS4 and like Xbox One era. Uh, it was the PS3 and 360 versions holding down Destiny 1. So that would be my only concern. And the same thing with, like, you know, Halo with um, the Xbox One, the Series X, and the PC version for Infinite later this year. Those games, like, when they have to, I guess you could say, kind of, like, dumb down, hold things back for the older consoles that are weaker. Um, and I think Cyberpunk even had this issue. It affects the current system and like PC or whatever, like whatever platforms you're on, it affects everything worse on the newer stuff than it does on the older stuff. Cause the older stuff is just unplayable and then people are angry. And then the newer stuff, it makes things glitchy, buggy, other things like that. So it could be a negative thing, but like, like you guys are saying, without being able to get a PS5, how can they expect you to buy all these new games? Like you right. can't, what are you gonna do? Just buy it and just watch it spin on a desk or something like that. Like you can't play the thing. Just these are, exactly. These are all decisions that were made years ago anyway. Like when these games started getting created, they knew that they were going to go cross-gen. They just did. You don't start production on a game and then unless you're shifting gears, I like I know Breath of the Wild is a really good example of one that was it was going to be Wii U and then they just basically it wasn't a port, but it was basically made to work on both. Um but other than that, like you're always you're always building for the base console 
at this point in the generation. And then if you get it on the newer one, that's just a bonus. Um, right. Unless you're exclusively going for the new one. Or you get a cyberpunk thing where it doesn't run on PS4 and it doesn't run on the old Xbox. <laughs> cyberpunk was an interesting scenario, though. I mean, how long had we been following cyberpunk specifically, Pat? Like uh, years. 2014, 2015. Years. <laughs> ever since that, ever since that super awesome trailer came out, that yeah. uh, reveal trailer, like that might have been like 2014. E3 way back when. Yeah, it was. I mean, it was an awesome trailer. But that, you get, you've got. People are just angry that they can't justify their own purchases. Like, I think that's what it is. Right. And I, I can't entirely blame them. Like, you buy the new shiny thing expecting to get new shiny stuff. But it, we're facing a situation where, it, as is already kind of tradition with new consoles, nobody can get it. But it's magnified right now. I mean, normally by the next, you know, spring-ish you have a, a reasonable availability of these things and we just don't now. These, so these people should just talk sense. they should just talk to switch owners who have been complaining about Wii U ports since the damn thing came out. <laughs> what uh, you don't like the Wind Waker HD 2D 64 bit 30 FPS 60 FPS remaster? Y'all say that but I'm gonna buy it. So <laughs> I'm, not, I'm gonna pass on that one. Johnny, I, I, I've got another piece to, to say to this, but I wanted to give you an opportunity. Do, do you have anything here for uh, or opinion on this? No, I uh, Honestly, I agree with everything that David was talking about because, you know, I just remember those days where um, the, the PlayStation owners were reigned supreme when it came to, like, uh, certain content for a while until they just, like, um, we need to put a stop to it because it's basically putting us in, like, a bind that these people are getting exclusive and um and these people aren't in it like it was holding a lot of like capabilities back ever since like the last bit of des of the destiny um timeline one and yeah, yeah this this same thing with the halo yeah it's just it's this it puts like a damper on just everything and like i i honestly i can't get behind it stupid no, like even though I do have a PS5 and everything, it's just that I don't really like support the fact of you know doing all that. Yes, I gotcha. And so <laughs> the the other the the other piece that um, I wanted to point out was a lot. The other reason why people were upset is they felt that Sony was being misleading uh, because, as Pat said. You know they've known about this for a while, but even in some of their marketing, for example, for example, Gran Turismo, mm -hmm. um, you know, it said you know only on the PS5, uh, and come to find out, the next you know Gran Turismo and a couple other titles are also you know they're they're going to be available on the PS4 as well. Mm -hmm. so, so some people felt that that was misleading, and again, I I just don't care. Like I don't think that's I don't know. It, do you think that they're always telling you the truth? And are you really holding these companies to that? Like that standard? Like it just feels silly to me. Like, of course they're not going to tell you the truth. Like, shitty multinational company is going to be shitty. Like, it's just they're in it to make money. And this is, it's, it's completely irrational to think that they would put a Gran Turismo not on their biggest install base or a God of War. God of War is the one I heard a lot of flack about. Oh like, yeah. Because, and it makes, <laughs> and listen, it makes complete sense. Like 
That game looked amazing on PS4. Its sequel should look just on the PS5. But there's going to be maybe a dozen million out there in gamers' hands. Right. It's a and that's exactly smart. the problem. Yeah. It's a super smart and super scummy business tactic. If you say all your games, like if you say the new God of War, the new Spider-Man 2, the new Gran Turismo, all this is going to be on PS4 and 5. While the five's been out for like how many months now? Half a year, year, something like that. Almost yeah. nine months, I think. You say all these games are gonna be four and five exclusive. What incentive is there to get a five? This is their way of being like, all right, we've baited all the hardcore people in on the five. Now yeah. we could go back and get the people that still have the four, and they could still get their game too. And then it makes all the PS5 owners pissed. You know, all the PS4 owners are happy. They don't care. They're like, oh, you know, I don't need, I don't need the system. You know. Exactly. So it's like you just like you could sit there on your system. That's what people with the 360 did for years. They were like, I don't need the new system. I'm just going to stay right here and be happy because a lot of games were still coming out on it. As soon as the game stopped rolling out on the 360, that's when they got irritated. And they're like, well, now I have to upgrade, but I don't want to. You know, it's a lot of those people that are happy with their one system and they don't want to leave it because they don't want to spend the money on the big new thing, which they're overpriced for what they are half the time anyways when you could buy a pc for almost close to the price and it plays everything better but it's just like as long as it doesn't hold back like the old systems don't hold back the new systems i think it's fine but you're gonna get the people if you still got a standard ps4 at this point and you're gonna try and play the new god of war on it mm -mm, not gonna work you probably need a pro at that point to play it properly true yeah See, I mean the P. Oh, okay, go on. Or maybe not. The uh, the the PS4 Pros, the Xbox One X or One S's, and it, basically the uh, the upgraded models of the current gen. That is where I start having an issue with these kinds of business practices because they've known that we were going to be looking at uh, we were going to be looking to the next generation, and they released basically two different consoles at once. You know, I think your dogs agree. I think they agree. They do. They and, do. And I think, you know, for their sake, we should move on. They just sound really upset. So, Johnny, do you have that Do you have that teacher graphic for yes, our teacher? I, I do. Judeus Max? Yeah, I, I have it. Because the thing is, for some reason, when it got um, transferred to P PDF, for some reason, Streamlabs like, no, nah, no PDF, no. So I had to uh, use window capture on the um, browser. So here it is. So we'll, we'll let you get that pulled up because uh, Chris... Crisco apparently went to he's, he's struggling consult, right now. Console his dogs about uh, you know <laughs> Sony cross gen them, games. Yeah, one of them is for the PS4 games. One of them's not. <laughs> they're they're going at it. They're there definitely they're definitely having their own little sidebar on it at least. All right, so this week uh, news came out that Nintendo won their lawsuit against uh, ROM Universe, the website that was offering subscriptions to access copyrighted ROMs. Um, I got a little snippet of the first page of the lawsuit on this little slide. Um, it was filed way back in 2019. The 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 decision came out this week. Um, Nintendo successfully argument argued that you know ROM Universe was was doing wrong. I mean they they alleged both copyright and um, copyright and intellectual property uh, infringement, and it's it's so funny because the guy didn't get a lawyer that owned the website. His name was what? Uh, do, 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 do. Matthew Storman. Stupid McDumbface. <laughs> so he didn't get his own attorney. Like, at any point, Nintendo sues you, and you go in without an attorney, it's already, it's game over. Um, 
Nintendo alleged that they had basically taken their website, you know, and put all these ROMs on it and was charging money. And Sturman, by his own, uh, by his own testimony, offered that he was he made like thirty or thirty five thousand dollars off it. So, Nintendo wanted fifteen million in damages, which is a bunch of little you know components that add up to fifteen million, but they got two point one instead. Um, poor Nintendo, right? They only got two point one million. Um, this isn't their first lawsuit by any means or by any measure. So, um, but this is the first one that's gone to court this deep, and the guy just decided he wasn't going to get his own his own attorney. I don't know how you, I don't know how you do that. It just seems like a bad idea. Just get a lawyer. Just get a lawyer, guys. If you need a lawyer, get a lawyer. When I closed on my house, I got a lawyer. It's just easier that way. Just get just get a lawyer. But I wanted to segue this into. I saw another piece, I forget, and I don't remember what the website was, but I saw a piece that they were talking about how it, it becomes an issue of video game preservation when Nintendo and other companies, it's not just Nintendo, but Nintendo's the biggest, um, you know, guy, biggest company that does this, but they're, they're like the Disney of video games where they just kind of vault everything out. Um, the Switch has not gotten a proper you know, digital store for, for retro games. And this guy did wrong, you know, this, this ROM universe site did wrong by trying to charge for it. Right. Like that's, that's a big no, no, that should have been obvious. If you're making money off of it. You're going to get clipped. Right. But what is the alternative when earthbound, right? You want to play earthbound and the Wii U store or whatever store, the digital stores are closed and you look at a physical copy of it and it's what, like, I, I don't even want to look at how much it's worth now. Last I saw, it was like 300 bucks for just the cart. So, so what are you supposed to do? I want to play Earthbound, but Nintendo won't let me buy it from them. Like, what, what's, what are your guys' thoughts on that? You cry. I, I think it's a very <laughs> real problem. I mean, we've, we've been addressing this sort of as gamers as a whole back since the days of Super Nintendo when Nintendo started to die and we couldn't play our old NES games. It's It's been an ongoing issue, and the further we advance from the days of the NES, this NES, and it, any old console like that, the, the more of an issue it becomes. Um, Nintendo managed to alleviate that a little bit with uh, the Switch getting a bunch of free NES and now Super Nintendo games as long as you have their uh, online subscription. But it's it's not enough, and there's not enough availability out there, especially for something that they could literally just build their own store, which they've already done, and add all of this content that they already have to it. They've it would cost twice. them next to nothing. And rake in God only knows how much money. I mean, we all know the old line that the less available something is, the more prone people come to pirate it. Yes. So I look, we, we all like to, well, not all, but there's a lot of people who like to look at Nintendo and think, oh, good guy, Nintendo can't do wrong. But I mean, yeah, there's an issue here, right? Like you, you're forced to <laughs> spend 
a lot of money out of pocket to get it secondhand um, when if they were to provide it to you, uh, you know, at a reasonable price, you, I'd say most of us would be happy to pay it. I, you know, I, I, I'd love to get a virtual console on the Switch. I, I, I would buy all these games because, you know, I, I actually didn't do that on the Wii U. Uh, so there's, a, and there's a lot of, I would say, new Nintendo players through the Switch that you would probably get um, quite a quite a few people that would buy those old titles. Uh, and yeah, man, I mean, you got to be careful with those, you know, Nintendo Ninja lawyers, because you ain't a ninja. They are. They're coming for you, man. <laughs> They're yes. coming for you. They're, they're coming for your for your life. Ninja lawyers sounds like a terrifying combination. We discussed this before, and this is, that's where we came up with because it's basically what's going on has been going on with anybody who wants to support their uh, games on either a streaming platform or YouTube. It's just kind of like putting a hammer down. It's like, but well, we like your games. No, you can't show this. Every okay. gamer, every gamer I know would would pay like fifteen bucks a month or twenty bucks a month for access to. And it doesn't have to be the whole library, but like ex like on demand access to a good chunk of the video of the uh, Nintendo and SNES lineup or GameCube. Like they would make so much. Do you think Game Pass makes a lot of money? Like no, 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 no. This Nintendo service, yeah. if you you could charge twenty bucks a month and you'd get just tons of people showing up because. It's way easier than pirating, especially if you put it on Switch. It's on my TV. You know, it's super convenient. Like, people have shown that if, if you make it convenient for them, they will pay instead of pirate. It's, it, it, that's what the movie industry did. It's what the music industry did. It's time for the video game industry to do the same. Yes, and that's, that's exactly what I was getting at earlier. The, you make it unavailable through any other methods. Of course, people are going to start pirating. They want to play these games. But... All you got to do is put it out there, throw a $5, $10 price tag on it, and just collect free money. It shouldn't be that hard for Nintendo, but we all know they have a long hint and storied history of questionable business decisions. It's the problem of Nintendo just being very old school in a bad way. Like, you look at their even their Switch Online for a lot of their games, too, and it's it's really dated. Like, you can't... Like, Smash Bros. is like next to impossible sometimes to play online because of how bad it is. And it's the fact that, like, they could, like, I mean, how hard would it be, especially with, like, some 3DS games, just be like, here you go, here's a virtual console port of this mobile game on your mobile system. Like, the only hard part would be the double screen, trying to work that in on one screen. But, like, you look at all these old games, like Pokemon, you know, like, Heart Gold Soul Silver is, like, $90 at GameStop. Or more. Who would want to play? Who would want to pay that when they originally were like thirty bucks? And Nintendo's not getting in like all that money, especially when it comes to like mom and pop shop places that sell them, or like eBay that sells them. But then they get mad when people, you know, rom hack them, especially when they rom hack them for free when you're not making money off it. It's like, well, nobody's making money, money so off why it. are you like, mad? Well, like you weren't gonna make money off it when you don't even sell it in circulation anymore because it's old, it's outdated. But people still want to play that, but you're not just giving the the virtual console for it because for some reason they just said no with the Switch. Like, they gave you virtual console for the two oldest systems in their 
catalog, but nothing newer that people want to play still that they missed out on because the Wii U was overshadowed and some people just never bought the 3DS or the DS for some reason. I mean, so, I, didn't, I didn't originally. <laughs> Sorry, Jack. No, that's cool. Uh, so two things. I mean, there, there's one game I can think of that would be like a slam dunk if they, you know, put minimal effort into it and dropped it on the, uh, the, the, uh, in the, the e-store, uh, the e-shop, uh, Kid Icarus, I think would be, um, you have the controls for it now. Uh, I think it would be much more comfortable to play on the switch. Um, and then I completely forgot the other thing I was going to say, oh, I got it now. Uh, so one of the spec, uh, uh, speculatory, some of the speculations out there is that the switch pro, um, will be, what'll get coupled along with that is like, you know, um, GameCube games, uh, being able to play GameCube games. Uh, and I was wondering if you guys thought that a pro would come with, uh, an upgrade in older games available through their eShop. No. It's no. The, it's through the eShop and not like I mean, random. If you want to say again. Is it eShop or is it through like how the Switch or the Wii used to do it where they could play the disc? It's like an eShop upgrade for GameCube games? Yeah, like you know how they have the, the NES uh, app. They have uh, yeah. it would be like a GameCube app. And it's all digital like No. Yeah, I don't think so. That just seems like a weird, if it was like Switch Pro exclusive, like that just seems like a weird choice. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see, where are we? Uh, <laughs> Johnny! Yo. Johnny. And then, and then, then it'll be Wolf teaching yeah. us about Ark. Uh, Johnny, what do you got for us? I actually have news about uh, another Borderlands game being talked about. So, give me a second to pull up the actual graphic. Borderlands, you say? Yes. So, from what I was afforded uh, it, it says the Borderlands spinoff is Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is a game that European gaming news site GameReactor.eu teased earlier this spring. And GameBox uh, boss Randy Pitchford essentially confirms its existence as part of his efforts to re respond to rumors. Gearbox is developing Wonderlands, which will focus still focus on Borderlands-style class-based shooting action. So, far access game is a turn-based strategy game, but with Marvel... No. Never mind. It just had, like, some other stuff in there. My bad. Um, you talking? Are you referring? Are you referring to the leak? And you? Uh, no, because like uh, the way it was shaped. Read too far. Yeah, I read too far. So I didn't. I assumed the whole thing was that, but I guess not. But anyway, go that little that little tidbit. I didn't know. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm all Man, jumbled up today. All you gotta I'm do, sorry. bro. All you gotta do, bro, is read the article before we do this. Ah. Yeah, that that does usually help. Proceed. <laughs> but the reason why I picked up this was because I'm a huge Borderlands fan. I've played every single Borderlands game from the start. Uh, and I, I just, I'm in love with it. And I'm also excited about this movie. I'm not excited about who is being cast because there's certain characters that don't need to be cast in that, uh, that, that role. Especially Roland. I'm going to say this right now. He should not be rolling right no. Just, just Who no. shouldn't be rolling? Who Kevin, shouldn't be rolling? Kevin Hart should not be rolling. Kevin Hart should what? not be rolling. 
No. Fisco's just finding out. Yeah, it is. Listen, it's that's surreal. the first time. That's the first time. Borderlands is a thing at all. He's so sure. A movie and everything else. But yeah, <laughs> Kevin Hart is, is like all at 90 pounds soaking wet, and you want him to play the big super soldier Roland? Really? <sighs> yeah. He's just a little guy. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like I, Jamie Foxx ain't even that big, and he could have eaten two of Kevin Hart. That's funny. <laughs> that's funny. God, I'm just that's, gonna, that's a good one. I'm just going to say this right now before I continue. <sighs> Terry Crews should have been rolling. I should have right? said that right now. <laughs> but continue. <laughs> but the thing is, like, I'm excited to hear about this because who else doesn't like more Borderlands? Like, for me, I, I enjoy it. I played um, three like crazy still am because they have a new dlc and this is i love tanya tina like she is one of my favorite characters out of the series like she is bonkers crazy and i adore her she's so awesome and like seeing her adult version in the third game i was just like i went ballistic it's like just her um brick and uh mordecai just those three mm-hmm. oh like, I love it, but yeah, I'm I'm excited and I want Fs to in see the chat more. for Bloodwing. But, yeah. Spoilers. <laughs> if you don't know by now, something's wrong with you. Because <laughs> that saddest moments in gaming 2018. I I swear to when that happened, I wanted to freaking just explode. I'm like, like why? Why would you do that to him? He was so beloved. <laughs> That's why it evoked an emotion. See, that's that's the worst part, though. Like, I couldn't have even told you Bloodwing's name in uh, Borderlands One, but like Borderlands Two, they they made him a thing. Yeah, because more of the story got flushed out in two. Because one was more like a placeholder because they were just putting their they're basically putting their toe in the water to see if it actually would be developed as a, a good game. And then the DLCs came out for one and just like boosted up the popularity. Um, General Knox DLC for one was by far the best one for me because it, it was so awesome and getting into that um, that vault and just like looking at all these different weapons in the limited time it was awesome um, and yeah and two yeah the story just went like through the roof like you actually fell in love with more characters than would have been one yeah so yeah, yeah. bro <laughs> yeah I'll say it New tiny well, I mean, yes, yeah, Scooter, Tiny Tina, um, God, what, um, uh, uh, what's your name, Ellie? Ellie. Oh God, I love Ellie. I love Ellie so much. <laughs> Moxie. Oh, Moxie is a is a gem. <laughs> Moxie is great. They just they they elevated a lot of characters from you know random no name great one liners to incredibly well-developed lovable hilarious characters and they didn't even have to do that much writing for these people like oh, most okay. of these folks that we just listed you have what a minute interaction with them at most throughout the game for for the most part yeah pretty much and then you still remember everything they say and it's just, two did such a great job character and world building. Oh yeah, because like the DLCs that they had for two, the more of those characters actually fleshed out. And I'm gonna say this right now, Tales of the Borderlands. If you haven't played that, play it. It's it, <laughs> it's so good, and it links the story so well. Because when it leads to uh, Borderlands Three, 
like you basically fill in all of the holes that you couldn't figure out between that because uh it's like one two um the tales of the borderlands uh pre-sequel and i played all of them so <sighs> yeah this, this is definitely a, a borderlands house uh actually pretty <laughs> sure i beat one and two with chris um and i'm sure you did I beat two and three with uh, with my wife, and she also loves uh, Tiny Tina. Um, and uh, yeah, like when I, when I told her she was getting her own game, like she was super duper excited about it. So it's a uh, look. It's it's a franchise that I, I don't think in the beginning they thought was gonna take off the way it did. But man, it's a addicting shooter leader. What can you say? Uh, it's a it's a very fun franchise. Um, I didn't hear a whole lot of Wolf throughout uh, all this Borderlands talk. Did you, did you have anything you'd like to add? Or I, I'm not we... the biggest Borderlands fan, so I just wanted to sit quietly instead of like <laughs> not really like I didn't want to bash something that I've hardly played. Oh. I only played Borderlands one, and it was just at the end of the game when the game was being modded to hell on the consoles and everything like that. So you're getting OP loot drops. The only thing I remember fighting was, I think, a big purple crab DLC boss. I think it was like that's Crab. Crab. That's yeah, Crab. That, yeah, that's all I fought. That's all my friends fought, like, ran through me on repeat. You know, you know Zach. So Zach and his, and his brother Tyler, they only took me through that. I never played the game, like the actual story, because they were already so far ahead by the time I got it. I had the Game of the Year edition with the DLC disc and everything. Gave it to a friend to borrow. His brother gave it to a friend of Bob, never got it back, never seen it. So Borderlands Ooh. 1 always had a bad, like, kind of bad experience, bad taste in my mouth. Borderlands 2 comes out on the PS4, whatever it came out on, and it was free for, like, PlayStation Plus or something like that. So a friend was like, let's play it. Zach's brother, actually, again. And he wanted to run us through it. And he played it so much that he got so far ahead to the point where the other, like, two of us that were playing with him we're so far behind that it just was like, well, we can't catch up, and nobody's here to play it with us, so I just stopped playing the series as a whole. That's yeah, funny. so that's why when I played with Chris, um, I was like, dude, you gotta play as a new character. I was like, we can't, like, this is not, you're killing everything before I have a shot at it. So <laughs> so he, he would just start a new character. Yeah, um, I, I also, obliged, okay? You, you did, you did. You still knew how to like. You still knew what to do with everything, which was, you know, just bigger explosions. But, um, yeah, I, I yeah, am that's... a fan of explosions. <laughs> uh, I just want to say one more thing. Sorry. Yeah. Um, that's exactly what what happened with me because I, when I actually delved into it, I was mainly solo and I was the highest level you can be. And whenever anybody's wanted to play, like Johnny, like you're killing everything. It's like. All right, I'll start another character. So it was between Brick and um, uh, Roland, and then I was always the the tank in all the Borderlands games. So it was either Brick, and then the um, the Gunzerker, uh, Salvador, and two. Uh, in pre sequel, I was Claptrap for some odd reason. I just loved it because he was just so fucking wild. <laughs> but uh, yeah, that's all I wanted to say. Gotcha. Um. Well. I think it's time for me. Uh, I, I I have something I was going to bring up. Um, the uh, the Switch possibly has a game coming. Nintendo sent out a survey to people 
And that survey was something to the effect of, would you pay $50 for a new WarioWare game? And I wasn't sent this survey, but had I been sent, I would have said, yes, yes, I would. Because one of my favorite games on the Wii is WarioWare Smooth Moves. Um, it's basically lots a, of good times. Uh, yeah, yeah. Chris goes. I spent a lot of time on that game with you. Um, it, it's basically a bunch of quick mini games. Uh, it's, a, it's a very, I would say, um, oversimplification of it because uh, there, there's a lot of little nuance between each little mini game. Um, but when I think about possibly what the Joy Cons could do uh, and or uh, what they could provide for new mini games. Like uh, you, you look at Labo and all the little like creative things that Nintendo came up with. My gosh, those Joy-Cons are just made for WarioWare. Mm. Yeah, you know, he's not on, but uh, for those who don't know, uh, Raigai, he owns uh, every Wario game. <laughs> so, you know, there is a, a cult following. There's someone on Twitter I follow that... Uh, they just exclusively tweet about Wario, and I'll, <laughs> I I I, uh, I saw them talk about uh, Jimmy, uh, the character Jimmy from WarioWare, and like they just kept coming up with scenarios about Jimmy, but it was uh, like fitting him into other games, like where he doesn't belong. I just thought it was hilarious. So there's a cult following there. It's the Switch, so it'll sell a million copies. Uh, I'm a hundred percent for it. I obviously know. Uh, Chris says, another fun thing about WarioWare, uh, it, it can make for a very fun drinking game. Oh, for those what? those of you who are adults. Uh, so, any of you guys played a WarioWare game outside of Crisco? Yeah, the one on Wii. And the one on, which one was on GameCube? Uh, no, not ShitCube. Um, we need, we need Ragai. That was so that that one was on the uh, the kiosk at Toys R Us when I worked in the R zone. Oh so wow! When I was when I was just when I was just kicking around, waiting for the store to close, you know, at eight o'clock at night on a Saturday or whatever the hell it was, I would just I just kick around. It was either that or Donkey Konga. Mm. Those two games were in that damn kiosk forever. You know, nice. uh, Steve actually said something. He asked. Uh, online multiplayer and while i would be 100 percent for it i just i don't know i don't have a whole lot of confidence in nintendo online anything uh well, actually I, I i would think that if there's anything watch. they could get right it would be wario yeah i hang on let me uh <laughs> there we go all right well actually <clears throat> uh, i think that if there's anything they could get right it would be a wario game because Netcode-wise, it would be fairly easy to set up. I mean, the only person who needs to see things exactly in real time is the person actually executing any one of the mini-games. Hmm. So, as as far as online games go, I think WarioWare would be one of the easier ones to make satisfying. Okay. And uh, that's just thinking about it from a larger technical perspective. I I think it would be not simple, but a lot easier than something like, say, Smash that pisses us all off. You could just run like two. <laughs> as you could just run like two asynchronous, asynchronous sets of instances with the same games lined up, 
and then just keep track between the two people. Be right. the simplest way of doing it. But I, I guess my my final question uh, about this to all of you is: Nintendo sent uh, sent out that question. Uh, would you guys buy a WarioWare on the Switch for fifty dollars? They didn't ask. They didn't ask me, so fuck them. Okay. <laughs> no, he wants Mario Golf. Next. Uh, I'll say yeah, because yeah. I never really got a chance to delve into any of WarioWare and seeing other people play it is kind of like the one of the craziness that I want to experience. Fun. It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. I already know Chris's answer. Uh, Wolf, did you have any experience <laughs> with WarioWare? So I've never played a Wario game before. I think I'm probably the baby of this call, being the youngest one here, I'm assuming. So That seems like a safe bet. So... I've never played a Wario game. Um, I've never played a. I, 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 how, what type of game is Wario games, anyways? It was like a Mario Party, I'm assuming. It's, so think uh, about Mario Party, except without all the board game aspects. Right. You you literally just it's it's like the mini games, only they're limited to about five or six seconds each. And, and you don't so and you don't and you don't you don't know what's happening until you see it. So like, right. it'll it'll show a screen and it'll say catch right it'll be catch with an exclamation mark across and you have a ball like a, a hand with a cup and then they'll have a ball somewhere and then they'll drop the ball and you got to catch the ball but it happens in like three yeah. seconds total yeah it's it's yeah. It's, it's, it's this whole process is yeah. very quick and it will just ricochet from one game to another to another with very little transition time your transition is that screen that says catch okay and then you're there so it's 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 a game that's basically just chaos incarnate and it's tons of fun. So without ever playing one, since I've never played one of those, I've actually I mean, I'm very I guess when you, you could say sheltered when it comes to Mario games even. I've never played a Mario game really. Never played a Mario Party. Um I'm kinda not like my first Nintendo system that I own that I played stuff on was the GameCube. But I didn't really even play Nintendo games besides Smash. So it was like that and Godzilla. That's all I really ever played on it. So, like, I've always been more of an Xbox person. And I guess Sony in a way. So a lot of Nintendo stuff has always slipped by unless it's Pokemon. Um, but that's because it's handheld. So I could get that easy. So, like, looking at a $50 game that I've never played, I wouldn't jump into it unless I've seen reviews on it um but then again though i just don't really buy a lot of nintendo stuff anyways even having the switch so the stuff i've bought has sat still in its wrapper i still haven't opened astral chain i have fire emblem three houses still haven't opened it and played it i have mario i think odyssey still haven't played it so it's like all these games just sit there i get them spend their nintendo crazy price that never drops and then they just don't play them all right, so so Wolf, I have to ask: You're an Xbox guy. You were an Xbox kid. Did you yeah. play? Did you play? I just hit puberty. Did you play <laughs> Fusion Frenzy? No. What? Oh, no. Oh. no! You got to play Fusion Frenzy. It you was uh, play. only Halo. That was oh it. It was, man. I was introduced, so I didn't get an Xbox. I have a movie. feeling Halo was retro for you, wasn't it? Uh. Halo One, yeah, because I've only I would Halo One came out in what two thousand two thousand one, <laughs> uh, ish, yeah. So I would have been like seven or eight then. Oof. I'm only I'm only twenty six, 
So Jesus Christ, uh, I forgot you're so oh, you're young. Yeah. So hang on I, a second, I gotta go grab my cane. I only I only played Halo One at a friend's house on his Xbox. Halo Two was probably one that I played at his house as well, a little bit like around the time of coming out. And then I didn't get my original Xbox until probably like a year or two before, maybe a year before the 360 came out. Wow. So I only had it for a limited time. Only things I ever played on it, Halo 1, Halo 2, and like Marvel Nemesis Rise of the Emperor. It's that weird old kind of bad Marvel fighting game. So maybe Forza, like one of the original Forzas, and that was like it. I only had like six games for the Xbox. So my main gaming stuff came from either Game Boy Advance, which was just Pokemon, PlayStation 2, or 360. Okay. Well, you, you should play Three Houses. It's amazing. You should. I've been wanting to. Just I've always it. been. Well, you own it, and you presumably own a Switch to go with it. So just. Yeah, it collects dust. Cartridge and game case, and like. It's the best yeah. fire. It's the best fire emblem, and if anyone tells you otherwise, they're fucking lying. Mm. <laughs> mm. We'll hear discussion about this offline. So, so with that being said, we just we just gave Wolf some a little bit of just education around, you know, Wario, Fusion Frenzy. But there's a game and a franchise I've never actually delved into at all um, that I know uh, Wolf really enjoys, uh, and that's Ark. So, uh, Wolf, why don't you tell us about Ark and, I don't know, what, what you do with that? So, I had originally intended on making this be, they just dropped their newest and final paid DLC, as far as we're aware. Um, with the game. This company, it's named Wildcard. Um, they've been controversial <laughs> with the community. They got a great community manager, and they're pretty open and upfront with a lot of things, but I had intended on making this more of a review, talking about it, discussing the DLC. Well, they they are a company full of delays. This DLC was supposed to be out in December um, last year. They pushed it to March. They pushed it to May. And they pushed it to the beginning of June, and then it still didn't hit its beginning of June release day and came out. And then they said it was supposed to come out seven in the morning yesterday. It didn't come out until like three in the afternoon. So <laughs> I only got a very small handle of this game yesterday while also trying to record a YouTube Let's Play for it. So I'm taking things slow, played for like an hour, did video editing, played for like another hour, more video editing. So it's like I've hardly touched it. Um, and But this game is, uh, I mean, it's it's a survival game basic building if you've seen rust it's rust with dinosaurs um it could be kind of referred to as let no like non-blocky dinosaur minecraft as well and in a way i guess you could call it but it's it's a super fun game um it's got a ton of content they've released an initial first map they had three DLCs, and then they're like, "We're done with paid DLC." Like, hey, there's more. People still want this game because they tried making another survival game that didn't do well. So they went back dark and kind of like, "We're like, okay, we're we're coming back. We're sorry." And uh, then they they this company is also very good with their community. They have a Steam Workshop. They let mods go through. They've made, I think, four or five mod made community maps as official and they've released on xbox playstation for everyone to play and they're kind of people's most loved maps are the community made ones a lot of the time um so but so far the dlc's 
really good. This map is insane. It's ridiculously massive. Um, it's kind of like the perfect farewell to the game, even though it's not a farewell to the game, because um, they're planning on doing it in Arc 2, which was supposed to be for next year, but there's no way they hit that deadline. So it's probably going to be like 2023, 2024. But that game is going to have, uh, I guess, Vin Diesel as the main character. The, the Diesel, <laughs> Diesel arc. Yeah, Diesel, Diesel versus Dinosaurs. Apparently, he's a big arc player that oh. they came out and said. So he loves the game, plays it in his spare time. And I guess he liked it so much that they're like, hey, one of our lore characters, because there is a storyline to the game. It's not just a mindless survival game. Granted, a lot of the people don't ever touch the story because it's <laughs> a lot of gatekeeping to kind of get there since you got to know what you're doing in the game and fight the big hard boss fights and stuff like that and do all the stuff and play all the maps. But he was a big arc player, I guess. So one of the characters that they set up in the lore is who he's going to be. They're, they just made him look like him, which was kind of insane. But that will probably be until like two or three years from now, knowing them. But uh, I was, I guess it kind of adds, has a question for everybody, like with games and their delays, like, do you think it's, you know, if you know there's going to be a delay, do you think it's better to be upfront about it and push it back until it's ready or just keep setting, setting dates and just not hitting the dates? You know, I've come, oops, sorry, go ahead, Pat. But I guess like, would it be better just not even give a date and be like, it's, underway just give development updates but just not like if you can't hit the first date why give a second date if you can't hit the second date too what would be better you got it john go ahead well i i, I it's not a direct answer that you're that, uh, that you set up for me um but uh i've really as much as nintendo irritates me i've actually i don't know maybe i'm i feel spoiled by this but kind of like their approach lately i you know, they announce it when there's like a month or two away from it. They're like, hey, just so you know, this is coming out in next month or in two That's months, you can have it. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but to be fair, that you know, there was already expectations on that. And I think that announcement was to temper the expectations. But Mario Golf, that's what they did. You know, um, yeah, the, the, the fact that they, they waited on Mario Golf, I bet you they were so close to being done on that game. That he was either like ready to go to print, like it was ready to go gold, or they were just in like the bug fixing part of it. Like, not, none of the footage that we've seen has been new since the reveal, like, and any trailers. So, like, they've got that game ready to go. They they have the whole time. They did that with Fallout Four as well, and I thought that was really good. Yeah, um, back when Fallout Four was announced, it was like so. It was announced in what June for E three. Yeah, and I think it so. came out. It came out in September or October back when we were doing ye old podcast. Yeah. Um, that's the way to go. That really is. I want to say uh, even um, uh, I don't even remember that Fallout seventy six did the same thing, even though that wasn't as good. But it just it's still there. Like, hey, it's coming. Then everyone's like, whoa, this is the thing. And then it came out like three months later and hit its date. Even you don't run it. Yeah, you don't run into the situation with like Starfield where people ask about it for three, four years in a row. Like, what when Starfield coming out? Like. Yeah. <laughs> personally, I don't. I don't know that I care. Personally, I don't know that I care anymore. Anyway, but like you just you're setting you're setting yourself up to disappoint so many people when you do that. Like Nintendo oh, Rule Six is the same way. 
yeah, the same thing with Elder Scrolls Six. Like you're setting a lot of people up just to be disappointed constantly. They just when you know it's coming out. Same thing with Cyberpunk. They they hyped that game up for years and it fell on its face. I love that it that it's been long enough since Duke Nukem Forever oh. that we're using other games for this example now. <laughs> God, that whole debacle was all. But I definitely remember Duke Nukem Forever. I remember when we finally, John and I, sat down and watched the E3 where they formally announced that Duke Nukem Forever was coming. And that was, what was that, like 2012? After people looking for it since the late 90s? <laughs> yeah. That shit's, that shit's so old, it was announced at a CES in the 90s, probably. Yeah. But, uh... More, more importantly, we've addressed a, a couple of answers to this question without getting to the most fun one, which is the Bethesda answer. Just release it whenever you feel like it, even if it's not ready, and let people enjoy the uh, the bugs and things that come out of it. <laughs> Excuse me, those are features? They're not bugs? That's how, I mean, right. I'll, I'll say that's typically been Wildcard's release schedule with their DLCs, so they've released five company-made maps now, and all of them have released with some sort of crazy bug, game-breaking thing, but it still doesn't stop the hardcore PvP players, because this game's PvP and PvE. They have two different servers where you're split, and the hardcore PvP players, they're the ones that, like, play this 24 hours. Like, they're, they'll be the ones that flood servers with an entire tribe of people, and they'll lock something down because they don't want their base getting destroyed and stuff like that. And there's massive server wars. and But, like, all their DLCs, they'll just be like, okay, well, it's out, and it comes out with bugs. Doesn't meet its date, but people still love it. So... I'll give this game too. the The community managers have gotten so much flack for this DLC. Like they have been screamed at for the past like several, <laughs> well, the past like two three days now because they're like, oh well, how didn't you you know you've done this several times now? How didn't you hit the state? And you know, I see how it's hard to do, especially when they're trying to do, they're trying to release simultaneously on Epic, Steam, PlayStation, and Xbox for one DLC. That doesn't have yeah, cross. I can see how that would present challenges. There's no crossplay either, so I don't know why they did the simultaneous release. Doesn't really make sense. They could have just released it on the systems when it was ready, but it's those it's those damn console players holding it up for the PC guys, man. And here's the funny it always thing. is the PC version got it last because they ran into a network error on Steam. Hmm. <laughs> PC <laughs> Race! Xbox mistake. Apparently Xbox got it first this time around with a pre-download before the downloads were even up somehow for some people. Then Sony people had it for a long time. And it's kind of funny because Arc 2 isn't even going to be out on PlayStation at launch. They've already said it's going to be a Microsoft and PC exclusive for limited time at least. Uh, Sony, from what I've seen, Sony's been really hard to work with, possibly for them, maybe. I think they wanted to introduce crossplay before, and I think Sony probably was like, no. Because they, they seem to like crossplay. There is crossplay between Epic and Steam with the game, as long as you're not using mods, because there's no mod support on, on Epic. So, But you could still play. And Xbox for Windows players can play with 
uh, Xbox players. So there is that crossplay between PC and Xbox too. And it's gotta be so weird that just that like having like that weird cross platform between PC and only one version of the PC goes to the other one or whatever. Like it's, <laughs> no, I don't like, like it. Well, I, mods do make it sometimes. So if you're playing unofficially or in single player, the mods can elevate. It's the same thing with Minecraft. If you play Minecraft on PC, that's not the Windows version if you're playing Java. Like those games do get heavily affected by it and they could sometimes add life to a game that should have died years ago. That's Skyrim on PC right there. Yep. I mean, I put <laughs> I, I put I, so many hours in, I don't want to admit how many hours it is because of mods on PC. Yeah, but this, the, I'll, I'll say some cool things about the, the Genesis. The name of the DLC is Genesis Part 2 because the first one is Genesis Part 1. They added in this crazy, like, mech into the game. Like, the game is supposed to was originally primitive. Um, so it was supposed to be, like, bow and arrows, um, spears, swords, stuff like that, basic stuff. Eventually, they added tech into the game. Tech is pretty much just future stuff. Like, there's an Iron Man suit, in a way, almost. Um, but they added in this crazy mech suit that gives you an RTS view of the game, where it shoots a camera up in the sky, and you could totally, like, you could draw a square over all your your dinosaurs creatures because they're not all dinosaurs some of them are actually animals but you just square around all your creatures you could command them anywhere in like a radius with this moving camera that you could just sit inside your little fancy mech and be safe so there's some crazy things they have a weird space dolphin that turns into like a star fox like yep that's kind of cool sure okay doesn't, doesn't make sense <laughs> but it's cool um, like like echo the dolphin in the star fox uh, I never played a Star Fox game, so I couldn't answer that. But it's like the ship. It's like it's like a starship. You know, it's, it's an X-wing. It's interesting that you said you've never played a Star Fox game. Well, Have I'm you played a... an Echo game? No. Okay. You heard of it? Have you heard of an Echo? Well, I don't want to do this to him. I don't want to. <laughs> no, yeah. I have to do it to him. <laughs> Leave him. Come on, no. Come on. But it's like the it's it turns into just like a spaceship in a sense. You take this crazy space dolphin, you put a pretty much a jet tech saddle on it, and then it becomes crazy starship dolphin. Sure. I I just feel like if I played Ark, eventually I'll just get mad, and here's why. It's just going to make me question where the hell's Dino Crisis? <laughs> it's time. It's time to bring it back. What? Dino Crisis. Uh, yeah, what? <laughs> Dino Crisis. It's time. You're it's time to bring it back. You're barking the wrong need... tree. Because the thing is, like, the same thing with that is the same thing with Turok. Like, you just, you can't. They tried. No, they tried they, they, to bring it. They tried Turok, but they, 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 it they didn't, did. It, <laughs> but, man, look, bring, you bring Dino Crisis. Did they even call it, like, Turok Revived or something like that? And it definitely wasn't. It was more like Turok <laughs> Flatline. Um, Parasite Eve's got a better chance of coming back than Dino Crisis, bro. I mean, yeah, but that doesn't change my answer. Uh, so I think I'd like to close out with one last piece of uh, uh, news that was going around Twitter. All these leaks that were happening. Today was supposed to be the day that we saw the Switch Pro revealed. 
there's someone on Twitter that goes by Licky Panda. They said, you know, it's going to happen. And then there's some other people saying, oh, just you wait. Pay attention tomorrow. Tomorrow came. Tomorrow is now today. Uh, nothing. Nothing. Uh, when will Zen be now? <laughs> the storm is coming. <laughs> don't. 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 <laughs> don't. Don't do it. Don't do it. Um, but with that being said, I have I'll part uh, with one question to you guys. Do you think we'll see the Switch Pro before E3? You guys, do you guys think that Johnny? You go ahead. Honestly, no, because I think they're basically having this slot and specifically like, hey, we're gonna uh, talk about this and show it off and be like, oh yeah, pre-orders go up now, so go on there. So they're going to designate that time so people can actually get their shit together. But any time before that, it's all just a rumor like it was today. There will be right. no shit gotten together. This is a console release. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a nightmare for, for everybody. No console yeah. release. Yeah, no shit gotten together at all. It's going to be like the original Wii release. Or not Wii, original Switch release. It's going to be a nightmare, especially if it releases off of announcement. It'll be just... A trebuchet of shit. Hey, I got I got my switch yeah, off yeah. Amazon day one. I don't know what happened to you guys. Actually, yeah, I got my switch on day year. one. Waited a year. I stood in I stood in line for a week for like twelve hours. Madman. <laughs> and I did we stand in line for about that long for the uh, the switch showcase event. We were there for a while. I just got my switch last uh, last year. As a Christmas I, was in, I was in Florida for that announcement. I remember sitting at my desk at, at the apartment in Florida going, I'm going to get online now, and I got my pre-order in. So that, that's, you know, that, that's part of it, right? That's why everyone's paying super close attention to it. It's because we're worried that what happened with the PS5, what happened with the Xbox, you know, they're just going to drop it, and the pre-orders are just going to go open, and you're not going to be able to get one because scalpers. Yeah. Um, yep. It, and that's common, like, I mean, it's going to be the same problem with like, the other consoles, just for the people, even if there is stock, people are going to fear it. And then you got the people that want to make the money off it that are just going to buy up as much as they can. So it's going to cause the shortage that shouldn't be a shortage. There's, there's, one, going possible, there's yeah. one possible saving grace to that situation. And that's if Nintendo doesn't release all of its stock to companies that yeah. are only going to do stuff online. Yeah. So like Target's starting to put um series yeah. s's in the stores there are a couple other like store or, or you know chains that are putting consoles into stores instead of putting them all online i think we might see more of that because of covid kind of the whole release of restrictions from covid there's a there's a, there's the it's the only that's like the only saving saving grace that we might get yeah because I, I was saying like um that's how I got the my system is from Target specifically, and it it will work out so much better if either they have store pickup for a store or actually going to the store and buying it outright. Online is just gonna have a shit show. I buy I buy can't walk into a store and buy ten consoles. No, you know, like... no, no, right. Especially if they like actually limit you in the store to one per either person or one per group right Which... they'll do they'll do one per person that's like 
that was like the standard like for any yeah. console release back in the day and, and like, it should be yep. like, there's yeah. no reason you should need like three switch pros and one household especially if you all live there and already have multiple switches like you don't need that on day one Listen, you want to scalp a system, you got to find two buddies to go with you to yeah. buy it behind you in line so that you can scalp them. Not this nonsense where you pay 20 bucks for someone to, to write a bot for you. That's Bush yeah. League. That's Bush League, and you know it. It It is just amateur hour for sure. I remember back in the, uh, the 360 launch days, people still camped out. I mean, I saw literally a dude with three or four of his children sitting outside Best Buy with me so that they were probably teenagers, but uh, he had them all buy one, and I'm 100% certain he went home and scalped every single one of them. Sure. but yeah, uh, He didn't get yeah. 20 of them, though. Right. Back probably. in the day, the point is, people used to earn it. Yeah, you used to have to, one, you have to wait outside in the cold. You get the tent, and you get the like, little I don't, folding I don't chair. scalpers regardless. Don't get me wrong. But, but I respect was, the guys who actually tried for it before. It, a but little it was bit fun to see him freeze, you know, almost to death, you know? Right. Suckers. <laughs> you know, I think that's a perfect way to end this. Ah, suckers. <laughs> um, so we're, we're sans Ryan, so I'm going to do it. I'm going to try to do it in uh, <laughs> one of my voices uh, in, in, in the spirit of Ryan. <laughs> and so... Let's see if I can get get one going. Oh, oh, Peter, it's dangerous to go alone. Take this podcast with you. Good night, everybody. Good night, guys.